Wadsworth, how are you today, sir? Leslie Peters, I'm fantastic, and I'm getting better. Listen, we got another episode of Black, the Black and White Men Talking Podcast, and boy, do we have a doozy for you. We always have a doozy for you, so today <laughs> is no different. Remember, find us on YouTube at Black and White Men Talking. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button on our videos so you can get notified when we post another show. Find us if you're in your car on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Listen Notes. Anywhere you find your podcast, you can find us, Black and White Men Talking Podcast. So as we get into a day, we are talking about nothing other than House Bill 1020. So here's, here's the title of the show today, and it's this simple. (laughs) <laughs> Mississippi at it again M-I cricket letter cricket letter I cricket letter cricket letter I humpback humpback I is at it again we just can't seem to get out of our own way what am I talking about I know some of you are trying to figure out what in the world is Leslie talking about now well, I'm going to show you. So let's just take a look. Let me pull it up here. Pull it up full screen. Governor Reeves, which is the governor of Mississippi, Governor Tate Reeves, signs a racially divisive House Bill 1020 a legal challenge. Kaloom legal challenge has already been, is already pending. It's, it's already going to happen. Um, let's talk about this bill and what it does essentially. Um, legislation that would create a separate judicial district within Jackson, the state's capital and largest city, was signed into law Friday by Governor Tate Reeves. Reed indicated earlier this week that he was signing legislation, but this is the part I want you to really listen to. House Bill 1020 generated national attention by creating a separate judicial district in the wider and more affluent areas of Jackson, the nation's black blackest large city. Judges in the district will be appointed by the white chief justice of the Supreme Court instead of elected by the majority black voters. Mississippi added again. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to read that one more time because I want you to really digest what House Bill 1020 has done because it's been signed in law and why this is going to be, they're going to be lawsuits of flying because here's what it's saying. Again, House Bill 1020 generated national attention by creating a separate judicial district in the wider and more affluent areas of Jackson, the nation's blackest large city. Judges in the district, this district, would be appointed by the white chief justice of the Supreme Court, by the white chief justice of the Supreme Court, instead of the elected elected by the majority black voters. Hmm. All right. Now, listen, I let me get let me get Dave back up here <laughs> on the screen. I look, Dave, you know. You know, I'm 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 pretty straight up and down, button up and down, pretty fair guy. 
Yep. Uh, when I make a mistake, I own it. Yes. For a day. This is one that makes you just, this is why Mississippi can never change. It's why it never gets out of its own way because it does crazy stuff like this. Yes. Like, you <laughs> listen. Now, here's, let me give you the argument. The city, the crime in Jackson is out of hand. Yes, the crime in Jackson is out of hand. Nobody's disagreeing with that. That's the issue that they're saying caused or led them to this as a solution. They, I can come up with a lot more solutions than this one. <laughs> this one does not solve the crime problem in Jackson. Yes. Because what this does, this gives more funding for the Capitol Police to police this specific area of Jackson where that is whiter and is affluent. What do you think the crime, the bulk of the crime that's happening in Jackson is happening? I can guarantee you the bulk of it is not happening in these communities. In this <laughs> so they need more police for why? <laughs> that's my point. So no, no, what you have essentially done, from my opinion, the way I'm reading this, you have essentially created a private police force, private police force for your neighborhoods, but you making all the people of Jackson pay for it. Right. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, this is, this is, <laughs> if we was making a, a deal, we'd call this a bad deal. <laughs> so you're not going to police me. You're going to help me with crime, right? But you're going to create a separate police force to police your neighborhood. And oh, by the way, I got to pay for it. Yeah. Man, that is double dumb. And then in this judicial district that you've drawn up, judges will no longer be elected by the pop by the city residents, as what the Constitution of Mississippi says. They will be appointed by the white chief justice of the Supreme Court of the state of Mississippi. Right. So now you're creating a new law because the old law didn't work for you, but just for your specific neighborhood. Yeah. I can't believe, I can't believe that this kind of stuff is happening in 2023. <laughs> well, and the thing is, it wouldn't matter whether it was a white chief justice or a black chief justice. They've Which changed matter? the rules. They've changed the rules of the game. And they said, okay, now this is going to be the, the rules. And, and oh, by the way, you're going to pay for it. It benefits us totally, but you're going to pay for it too. And it's like, no way. And Dave, you brought up a good point. Let me be clear. I don't care if the chief justice of the state Supreme Court of Mississippi is black. He black. still shouldn't get to appoint the judges of no particular district. It should be elected by the residents and citizens of Jackson. Yes. Yeah. You can't go create a separate law just for your neighborhood. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's... I'm telling you, I can't make this stuff up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my yeah. home state. It's, it's my home state that I love dearly, but we do stuff sometimes that's so baffling and so ignorant that yeah. it just makes you look like, really? Yeah. Like, what, what, like what dark rooms did y'all get in? Did y'all think this was okay? <laughs> like... <laughs> 
I mean, I'm just, you know, and and the thing is, the way the legislature breaks down right now, they know anything that hits the legislature, the opposing party can't stop because Mississippi legislature is like 80 20. Yeah. So, the, yeah. So, it, you ain't going to, so it's, so really, you just have to get something that the governor likes. True. Because can't nobody stop it. So, yeah. now think about this for a second. And then we can talk about, again, when we, when we talk about how they do these judicial districts and legislative districts anyway. Right. And they drone up. So how is it? And, and, and I know how it breaks down. Because when you get outside of Jackson and you get to the smaller towns, you, you don't have near, even in, like, I'll tell you, for example, even in my hometown, in the black districts of my hometown of my city, the elected official does not look like me. <laughs> Gosh. Now you 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 figure why? It's because the way they draw the legislative districts up. Yes. And so we know how that works. That's been going on for years, yeah. but I get that. But this, yeah. Dave, you're gonna have to help me with this one today because I just I've been <laughs> trying to figure out a rational way, looking at it from different lens. I said, I need, I need Dave. I need Dave. I got to, I have to get the white man's viewpoint on this because I'm struggling to see anything with this other than foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and, and the, the saying I keep going back to is, you know, power corrupts and ab absolute power corrupts absolutely. And when you have 80% uh, control by one group or another, uh, you're going to have corruption. You're going to have um, dirty dealing and, and a lot of things that, that they don't make sense because they're, they're senseless. And this is something, you know, from, from what I can see, my perspective is it's, it, you can't, you can't justify it. Okay. Yeah. You may want to say, yeah, it, it sounds good. And it, it, you know, it's, we mean, well, sorry, don't be changing the rules and especially don't change them be, based on you know, racial divisions and stuff, because you're not helping anybody. You, you really aren't. Because what you're doing is anytime you ostracize certain people and, and you, you're in, unjust to certain people, there's going to be a revolt and there's going to be backlash. And there should be because people just want to be treated fairly. Okay. They don't want to have all the control. They just want to be, they want it fair. They just want a fair playing field, a level playing field. That's it. And don't be making up the rules and saying, okay, you know, we can travel with the ball, uh, but you got to dribble. You got to dribble right. every time. <laughs> making them up as you go along, right? Yeah. It's like, it's bull crap. It's everybody should get the same opportunity. And if the people can't vote, for these elected officials, you know, you can't change the rules and say, oh, by the way, for these, and by the way, we're, we're making a special, you know, district and we're going to appoint them. It's like, you know, that's, that's bull crap. You are public officials. You need to operate under the law. And that's what a part, that's what a civilized society is. That's what they do. They have law and order. They have rules and they just can't make up stuff just because it fits their, their desires or their power, you know, mental power struggle, you know, and, and it's just, that's sad. It, it just, 
And from an outsider, you know, I'm from, you know, rural Indiana. Uh, it, it's, it's a joke. And, and it's sad to see that. And I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, that um, you know, your people have to go through that. I mean, the people of Mississippi, black or white, doesn't matter. You know, when they're struggling like this and, and they're because they see it, people know the truth. When they see these things go on, they know it's not right. And so I just, I don't know, I just, that bothers, that aggravates me. And that's why we're doing our show. Because <laughs> we want to try to figure out, okay, bring these things to light. Let's talk about them and let's show what's wrong is wrong and what's right is right. And let's figure out how we we, we bridge the gap. And yeah, so- and let me say this. I think, you know, as we educate, the thing about our legislative process, right, there are a lot of things in a bill. Uh, and mostly what gets highlighted is the controversial things. So just so people, so you understand, also in that bill, is funding for more prosecuting attorneys, so for more uh, prosecutors and public defenders. Um, uh, there's companion legislation, which is Senate Bill 2343, that was also signed by the government. This bill would expand the jurisdiction of the state police force, <coughs> both in the Capitol Complex Improvement District and the city overall. That bill is also expected to be signed. The legislation gives a the legislation gives a state police force primary juris, primary jurisdiction within the capital complex and secondary jurisdiction throughout the city. The state is expected to have 150 new state law enforcement officers patrolling in Jackson. Now, um, they fought it, they watered it down some, but what I'm what what I think the message, our message that we talk about, Dave, I think. Really, our first client really need to be the state of Mississippi. We need to sit in the legislature and really get black and white men to really talk. Um, because yes, we all, if you listen to them all, they all agree on the problem. We got right. a crime problem. Sure. Nobody disagrees on that. Yeah. Okay. We need help. Nobody disagrees on that. So when we create a plan, what that usually looks like if both people talk. Nobody's going to get everything they want, mm-hmm. but both people feel like they got enough of what they want that they're okay and that they can live with the part they didn't get. Sure. That's the beauty of compromise. It should be mutually beneficial. That's right. That's right. Because it, at the end of the day, we're trying to solve a crime problem. Sure. Throughout the city. Yes. So let's do that. Let's, let's stay focused uh, let's keep the main thing the main thing and let's stay focused <laughs> on solving the crime problem and not creating separate districts where we gonna where you gonna police. No, if we're gonna help, let's go where the help is needed, right? Right, yeah. And it and it's needed all over the city. So I, that's my only thing about it. I just think sometimes they that's why I say it starts with black and white men, because we have different experiences. We have different perspectives. Sure. And if we don't ever have a platform or conversation where we can truly talk, we never, ever will see it from the other person's perspective. Don't right. I have to agree with it, but just seeing it from your perspective is going to give me a broader and enhanced capacity to be able to work toward a solution that works. You're right. You're right. It's going to do that for both of us. Right. But if I... 
if I don't, if I'm not able to talk to you, truly talk, because right. right now what they're doing is talking at each other. Right. Right. Yeah. You might look and say, I like something you do. You find me heated. I'm heated. I'm upset by something. You're going to come and say, tell me what you're angry about. Tell me why it makes you angry. Right. Because you're not going to feel it. And you need to understand because you smart enough to figure out, I need to understand why he's angry. So yeah. I can relate to it. Now I got a common factor. Now we can talk. Right. But that's what we got to change. We can solve so many of these problems if we just simply learn how to talk to each other. Right, right. And I think that's what's happening here. I was reading just some of the comments. Um, one of the longtime Black, uh, I think, senators, uh, representatives said, when you take away the right of people to elect their officials who have traditionally been elected, how else are they going to see it? Yeah, there's there's right. no other way to see it. And then he went on to say, the right to vote may not mean much to some of you, but when you look at history that got us to where we are today, when it took so long and lost so many lives mm -hmm. to get here, right? Then um, the representative, I won't call his name, but from, from uh, Republican from Norman, a white gentleman, said that that was the author of the legislation. He created this House Bill 220. Said the sole intent was to help the city of Jackson and said he resented that he was made to look like his intent was racially motivated. Intense debate on the House floor. Gentlemen, and then here's the response to that, right? And, and I'm just trying to give these angles so our audience and listeners can hear both sides. So that was a white, white gentleman. Here's, here's the black gentleman again saying, gentlemen, you have not been beaten for asking for the right to vote. You have not been locked up for asking for that right. I have. Yes, I am sensitive to that fact. Yeah. So then another white representative said he heard from many Jacksonians who said they want to help with the crime issues facing the city. And I'm listening to them, but we all agreed that we need help. Nobody's disputing that. But that's right. not what your bill is doing. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, see, and, and that's that's where if you can truly talk, you can get through that mess. Because what's happening is white men, the white gentleman is saying, look, we're we doing this to, to, to fix crime. Right. And the conversation needs to be happening. Okay, that's fine. We need that help. We agree. We want to do something to fix crime. Yeah. Tell me how your plan will fix crime all over the city. Won't do it. So you can't answer that. No. So it's gonna force you to have to talk. Yeah. See, that's yeah. This, you you know, know, it goes back. It goes back to the movie Jerry Maguire. Yeah. The money. Yeah, Jerry Maguire. You know Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding <laughs> Jr. I love him. Cuba yes. Gooding Jr. Uh, great actor. He's awesome. But anyway, he, you know, and they're they're going at it. I mean, they're in the locker room and they're going at it. You know, and and uh, and. They just have a different way of, of speaking, but uh, Cuba Gooding he says he says he says Jerry, you think we're fighting, but we're finally talking. We're just you know we're just trying to communicate, and he says we're just getting somewhere, and and but they were coming at it different ways, and and they were both frustrated. Yeah. But but it was like you've got to talk, and 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 part of talking is the listening, and if if you're not listening, it's just it's just an argument. 
and right. an argument is won by no one. Nobody wins an argument. Okay. So talking involves listening, but like you just said, Leslie, a while ago, you said, if you don't talk, then, then you don't understand the other person's perspective. If you don't hear them, you'd have no idea where they're coming from being right. beaten, you know, and, and abused for trying to vote, you know, just to get the right to vote. Well, that's a totally different perspective than somebody right. like me that just goes in there, shows the ID and, and, right. and just, you know, signs your name and then votes. That, that's pretty simple. I've never been refused or anything like that. And so, but, but these are basic fundamental rights as human beings to be treated on a level playing field and just be fair. We, we don't want any special treatment. We just want fair treatment. And this is blatantly not fair treatment. And it's not addressing the problem. Like you said, okay, we all agree there's a crime problem, okay? But what you're proposing has nothing to do with fixing the problem. And it's like, so, okay, where do we go from here then? You know, what's right. what's going to address the problem? So, yeah, let's come together. Let's talk about things that can actually tangibly improve, that can actually fix the problem or yeah. help with the problem. Because what you're, what you're doing, you basically said we're going to draw a circle around this area and we're going to help y'all police this area. But when I look at the crime statistics, you only have a 3% crime over here. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're saying, don't bother me with the facts. Our mind is made up. Right. So, so we don't want to see the truth. We want to have our own little truth. Well, there's no such thing. The truth is the truth. Okay. The facts are the facts. You know, it, it's, we're all in it together. It's, it's one city. It's one community. We're all in it together. We don't parse it out and say, okay, special police over here. And, and, and even though the crime's not so high, we'll still get the benefits. It right. goes back to the dang water problem with Jackson state university when they were their their facilities are so far out of date and so uh, inadequate. And it's ridiculous. It is. It's, yeah, the city, it's the city of Jackson, not Jackson State University. Yeah, yeah, city of Jackson. City of Jackson, yeah. But but the, the Jackson State University is a part of that community. A part of the city of Jackson, yeah. Yeah, a part of the city of Jackson, and and they're being deprived of the basic rights of, of quality water, which is your basic right as a citizen of the community, uh, based on what? Right. Well, how else? Yeah. yeah. So you know what, Dave. I think so many people need us, man. We can solve so many problems. Listen, guys, if you're an organization and you need some help just really getting uh, black and white men to talk, getting people that are different by gender, different by race, different by ideology to actually talk, we can help you. That's what we do. We get people talking that don't normally talk. I haven't found a way to talk. So check us out. Subscribe to our podcast. On YouTube at Black and White Men Talking. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Listen Notes. Wherever you find your podcast, you will find us, Black and White Men Talking. Share it, download it, subscribe to it. Stay tuned in with us and catch every episode. We'll be back next week with another fiery episode as well. Until <laughs> then, I am Leslie Peters, and that's my main man, Dave Wadsworth. We will see you on the next episode. I'm <laughs>